0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: The key to happiness. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. We love
2: talking about music festivals here on Ghost Town, and it's been a minute, so I thought I'd tell you the tale of Tomorrow World. No, it's not an off-brand Disney ride. It's an EDM festival that ended in utter disaster. Please pardon me while I sound incredibly old when I tell you about the mudslide hellscape of Tomorrowland in the woods of the Chattahoochee Hills. Tomorrowland is a spin-off of the Belgian EDM festival Tomorrowland, and like I said, is held in Chattahoochee Hills, Georgia, about 40 minutes from downtown Atlanta. It began in 2013 and is the brainchild of Lifestyle Incorporated, formerly known as SFX Entertainment Incorporated, we'll get there. And organized and produced by EDM promoter IDNT, another company-owned subsidiary of Lifestyle. In 2013, the first Tomorrowland honestly went okay. I know what you're thinking. Is Chattahoochee Hills, Georgia, some kind of top-secret EDM hotbed or something? No, it's not. The site was specifically chosen due to its resemblance to Boom, Belgium, where Tomorrowland is traditionally held, and is actually still being held today. Lifestyle, or then SFX, wanted Tomorrow World to be the next chapter of the Tomorrowland Festival franchise. So the first Tomorrow World would take the main stage design from 2012's Tomorrowland and really do it up. And what's a music festival without a theme? The theme of Tomorrowland 2013 was Book of Wisdom. I mean, you're listening to Ghost Town, so I'm sure you're awaiting the irony. Don't worry, it's coming. The first tone-deaf move the organizers of Tomorrowland pulled is that it became the first EDM festival following the tragedy of New York's Electronic Zoo Festival, where festival-goers Jeffrey Russ and Olivia Rotondo died from hypothermia and an overdose of MDMA. After that, it was surprising why Tomorrow World organizers were confused why their target audience wasn't chomping at the bit to hit another EDM festival, and why their ticket sales were low. Adding to the unconventional location and a higher age restriction of 21 didn't help. And still over 140,000 people showed up to listen to 300 acts, including Armin van Buren... Hardwell, and Tiesto. Admittedly, Tiesto is the only name that I recognize. 30,000 of the 140,000 people camped on site at what Tomorrowland called Dreamville. With Book of Wisdom under their belts and a nomination for the Best Music Event at International Dance Music Awards, SFX Entertainment geared up for their year number two with a new theme, The Arising of Life. And I guess it did, because the fest had an extra 10,000 people attending, capping off at 150,000 people. And then 2015 rolled around. The third edition of Tomorrow World was held on the weekend of September 25th, 2015, with the theme, Key to Happiness. It was now one of the biggest EDM festivals in the country, and had the town of Chattahoochee behind it, as the festival brought in a lot of recognition and, of course, revenue. Hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of revenue. That weekend was already set for bad weather. Terrible rain poured down on Friday. The 8,000 acres of farmland that the festival was setting up on turned into a giant mud pit. And no, there was no backup plan. So the festival went on with a stage covered in mud and festival goers wading through that thick mud, the rain pouring down. It got so bad that the roads around were deemed inaccessible and unfit to drive on. So when the non-Dreamville campers tried to get back to their homes and hotels, they had to trek through mud for four miles in the dark Georgian woods in order to access shuttles and Ubers, which were unable to reach the festival grounds at all. The lucky people who did find transportation paid hundreds of dollars to go a mile or so back to their hotels. Others simply gave up and slept in the mud on cardboard, whatever they had around. And there are pictures of this that are truly shocking. There's people estranged from their friends the people that they were with crying sleeping on trash huddling with whatever clothes they had which were not a lot most were in shorts and a tiny t-shirt if they were lucky and just trying to get through the cold wet night without getting sick or worse james baker a third timer who volunteered for the festival in 2015 knew things were quote gonna be bad and got lucky he managed to sneak onto a staff shuttle to a parking lot three miles away from there, it was the Hunger Games, he said. He described the scene as looking like something from a movie, with thousands of people in the woods and some pissing in the open, passed out on curbs and banging their heads on the sides of full buses. Once Baker was safely on board a bus, he witnessed a man lay down in the street to try and stop the vehicle so more people could board. Quote, by the time we flagged down that bus, we were up to over a $100 pulled together to try and buy our way out, Baker said the rich and lucky rode away. The poor walked or stopped and
0: slept wherever they could find open ground. And on that note, let's take a break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit angie.com that's a n g i dot
1: com Hi hello how are you? Hello this is the check-in
0: You're here
2: for the check-in
1: This is it Are you checked it, in It's been do a you whole have your week boarding pass yeah <laughs> listen we'll you don't need a hundred dollars. No. You just need your time, which is worth more than $100.
2: Absolutely. But also, if you had $100, I wouldn't say no. Pop it in our Patreon. <laughs> That's <laughs> pop my it on it. pop. Pop it on top of yeah. our Patreon, if you could.
1: Well, I mean, if you don't want to hear the ads, chit-chat, and want bonus mm-hmm. episodes, they can always go to patreon.com slash ghosttownpod. Oh, that sounds fun. I usually say that a little, a little bit later, but no, it seemed No, but I really like teed it up. It seemed apropos <laughs> to say now. That's right. But of course, we want to say hello to anyone who's listening. Thank you for the support. Thank you for spreading the good word.
2: The good word of Ghost Town. The
1: book of Ghost Town. Yeah, that's right. And we are nothing, less than nothing, <laughs> without our government. Zero. Zilch.
2: Ain't no- Rock
1: bottom nothing. baby. Dirt. Mayors. <laughs> James Harrington. Hello, Dara Rosenzweig. Hello, Kat Joselle. Hello, Ashley Matson. Hello, and one governor to rule them all. Fairly. If she if she feels Fairly. like it, if yeah. she feels like it, yeah. You
2: know? Listen, if she has a week that's more about self care, her, you know, what she wants to do, who she is, we won't falter.
1: She's like, let them eat cake if they want to.
2: <laughs> good, 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 good.
1: Avian, Avian noble. noble. We have one red hot, piping hot, right out of the oven, Apple Podcast review to read. Thank oh, you for anyone who's good. left an Apple Podcast review. Or if you review us anywhere, it always helps. Absolutely. Go on YouTube. You can go anywhere. TikTok. Yeah. You can go on Bumble.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go to your local library, sign in, find Ghost Town, write something with the keypad, and then 25 cents to print it out.
1: Great topics. Five stars. Hmm. This is from GermGal in the USN day. Jason and Rebecca do a great job covering all the weird topics you're familiar with, but they've also done a great job bringing tales, cryptids, folklore, and mysteries I've never heard of. P.S. Production values are high. No muffled, unclear audio karate.
2: Oh. Now, audio karate sounds cool, Mm -mm.
1: but we don't have it, so it's bad. It's bad, but- You're welcome for it. We're like audio yoga.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't even say that. We're like audio stretch, pull something, eat a pizza, go to sleep.
1: Yeah. And if you're somebody who's like, I get digital electronic reviews. (laughs) What about digital electronic music?
2: Well, let's go back to the Chattahoochee Hills. Realizing how horrible Friday, the first day of the festival went- Saturday media outlets were notified that, all of a sudden, shuttles would not be operating and that Tomorrow World would be accessible only to residents of Dreamville, again, the festival's camping grounds. I want to note that most of the attendees were not campers. SFX's official statement on social media read, We take the safety of all of our visitors very seriously. The rainfall since Thursday resulted in limited capacity of festival parking fields, drop-off locations, and the shuttle system. Festival goers with day tickets, guest list tickets, and anyone not already camping at Dreamville will unfortunately not be able to access today's events. There's a couple things where they like try to stream it and people on Facebook on their Facebook are really pissed about it. So again, half-assed attempt to maybe accommodate that, but not really. But Saturday events were already happening when this was announced. The festival organizers' decision to limit transportation services on Saturday left many people still stranded, most of whom had to battle it out the night before, sleeping on the side of the road with no water or food, hoping to get out with their sanity and their lives, considering the violent eruptions around the transportation areas that were happening, according to everyone who posted online. The next day, the festival also canceled Sunday to non-campers, who again formed the majority of attendees. Some festival goers were still battling to leave, mud-covered and starving, while others who never made it in tried to bribe security or storm the festival gates. The festival got a flood of social media hate, requests for refunds, and pleas for help. James Baker goes on to say, There's a huge EDM scene here, with many of us officially and unofficially promoting the festival. He referred to the locals' enthusiastic embrace of the festival up to this point, both on the grounds and through social media. Quote, We're a key reason for this festival's success, and they left us to rot like walking dead. It was a shit show, said another attendee, Rob Myers. I've been to a lot of festivals in my life, and I've never seen that kind of anger and anxiety people are having towards other people. We passed thousands of people walking. I saw three or four people almost get hit by cars. There was no police presence. The public safety issue at hand was serious. There was a complete breakdown in communication, no guidance, and you could tell whoever was managing it had no contingency plan in place to get people out of there. We haven't really talked about the people working the event who were also no help and were apparently on drugs and generally contributing to the feeling of paranoia and danger. An attendee named Mr. Jaya Joe, definitely saying that wrong, discussed this with some other people on Reddit. So they said, BTW, let me just put it out there that half of the staff is fucked up on drugs and shady people from Atlanta. I felt safe at EDC like Pascal himself was watching over us and there were lots of safe spots and amazing ground control that made people feel like they're having a good time. So I think they're referencing another festival. This festival was genuinely scary and traumatic and I didn't feel safe. Oh, and what about the easy access to clean water? That should be number one priority. Then someone said, wow, staff being on drugs, Jesus, that's some second level fucked upness. Then they said maybe not half, but it is unacceptable. And then another person who was there weighs in. We had eight of those type workers that we scheduled to work one of the check-in tents all night. After three hours, they disappeared into the easy tent and never came back for the rest of their 12-hour shift. So a staff of 12 became a staff of four, but they missed two roll calls so they won't be paid. Again, not so much worried about payment, but sounds like the people that were enforcing the rules of the fest and trying to keep people at bay were MIA. Fellow third-timer Erin Meyer said that she and her boyfriend, quote, had to almost get physical with some, bypassing around a 1,000 people to get on a shuttle before bribing an overwhelmed Uber driver miles from the fest. Quote, The huge problem is that I'm a huge fan of these artists, she said. I want nothing more than for there to be a venue available for them to all come together and entertain. But because of the complete lack of communication, effort to alleviate the known issues around transportation, and almost "ah, ah-fuck-it attitude the hosting company of SFX has given... I would totally back going after them with a lawsuit. They are on the verge of bankruptcy already. Maybe that played a part, maybe not. Yes, during all of this, SFX was slowly going bankrupt. So when the festival finally concluded, some attendees decided to file a class action lawsuit. To respond to all of this, what do you think SFX did? Give refunds or credits? Fall over themselves with apologies? A summit to make it right with the festival goers? No, not according to a billboard article, which on Tuesday, September 29th, Tomorrowland issued the following statement on Facebook. We understand and hear your frustrations and disappointments in the developments at Tomorrow World over the last weekend. That's it. That's it. I also, again, I saw this from this billboard article, went to their Facebook page and could not find this statement anywhere on there anymore. So they must have deleted it. Eventually, Tomorrowland caved and posted a refund link. In February of 2016, it became official. SFX was filing for bankruptcy. March 2nd, 2016, SFX officially announced that Tomorrow World 2016 had been canceled. But don't worry, Tomorrowland raged on, because clearly the festival organizers didn't learn their lessons about bad weather. In 2018, two women died from the excessive drinking of water, which was caused by the combination of drugs, dancing, and the blazing hot, unsafe temperatures in Belgium during Tomorrowland's festival weekend.
1: I mean, we've told this story before,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: starting with Woodstock 99 sure. going back. And most currently, and this one is more tragic, obviously, is Astroworld mm-hmm. the November of last year. Yeah, And on paper, this sounds like, well, you know, they, it's not like they were in a remote area. And it just seems like people needed to get to them. If they're only 40 miles from Atlanta, mm-hmm. it's not like they're in Siberia. Yeah. You'd think it would be easy to get people out. Sometimes it takes like, well, my mother is the mayor of Mm -hmm. something to take strong action. And I imagine people, it doesn't really matter. People are in a situation where I'm sure they don't want this to happen. I'm sure they want to have a great festival. They're not hoping this happens and benefit anybody. But yeah, no contingency plans. You know what the weather is going to be.
2: Yeah. That's probably not a surprise if it's like torrential downpours. And
1: it's not – if it's if it's the first time it's ever rained in the history of that area, mm-hmm. fine, I'll give you a pass. But if it's rained there once, you yeah. know what it's going to look like.
2: Yeah, this is also like your job. Like this company's job is to create these festivals. They don't – that's all they do. So if you can't do your job, the one job that you have, the job that you've been doing for past years in different places, and – already like on the heels again of this is like bizarre to me on this other edm festival people died you're already not going to be comprehensive about the next festival after that and then on top of that in 2018 at the original festival people die there's too many deaths there's too much shit going on check out these pictures just google this fest it is
1: like very concerning it's really fucked up i could imagine the circumstances. and then people's cell phones go dead. So they have like mm-hmm. no connection to anything. And then the hope is really lost. Yeah. And you're in an environment where you're there at a party, take an Advil with some Diet Coke. Whoa, that's whoa, the, whoa. Yeah, it's part Slow of the down. culture. Sorry. Yeah, I, I watched Euphoria both seasons, <laughs> back to back. I get it. Mm-hmm. It always talks about the people that are working there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's just beyond their scope. Yeah. Going back to Action Park that yeah, we've gone to do that. For sure. But And I don't know if this was the case here, but when you hire people – Hiring people that are, like, volunteers Mm -hmm. or people that just love EDM, Mm -hmm. that's the worst people to get. Yeah, absolutely. Like, when you go to see a a sporting event, if you go to see a concert, it's like, well, I happen to be a fan of – I saw the band Drawbreaker last night. Not Mm -hmm. this is even close. But I was like, I love Drawbreaker. I'll work – I'll be a volunteer to work security and Mm -hmm. to be an employee. No, you get a professional – yeah. company that has – they know how to do CPR. They understand uh, de-escalation or they understand workflow.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, it's the same thing. It's like any industry where it's like, oh, you're a fan so we can use your fandom and – and
1: To give Tiesto more money. Yeah, it's exactly. uh, Not that it's his like, fault, but you, you know what I mean? Just
2: take your cheap labor because you're willing to come here because you know that, like, this will get you access to these things or whatever. And we're going to put the safety as a secondary consideration – and you can go off and do whatever, especially if it's a storm.
1: If I was a volunteer and it was absolute chaos, I would do the exact same thing. It's like I didn't mm-hmm. sign up to get trampled or exactly. to for something to get hit by a car. Yeah. And but you know, if you have a professional I mean, and not to say that's always a foolproof plan, but I maybe it's a step in the right direction. And I don't know if that was necessarily the case here, and it's easy for me to say that now. I feel like if you spend one percent more money sometimes mm-hmm. and another two percent more effort you could avoid a lot of these things and this episode might not exist.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's like it would just be another festival where people had a great time. And again, uh, building on the other two festivals before this where like people liked it enough to come back and then all of a sudden they're they're stranded in the middle of the woods with no cell phone reception, starving, like peeing in a shrub, in a tree, in a whatever happens out there.
1: And like when I'm there and I'm like, I want to see Imagine Dragons. I love that EDM band.
2: (laughs) Imagine Dragons. We're back.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well.